Hello everyone and welcome to episode 48 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and today's episode is potentially the most random episode of the podcast so far because in today's episode we're going to talk about my favourite animal which is the penguin. Why, you might ask? Well, the main reason is because I really like listening to audiobooks. I'll explain what the hell I'm talking about in a second, but before I do, a couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, if you'd like to download the transcript for this episode, or indeed any of the other episodes, you can do that on the website for free right now, that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. Uh, the second thing, again, we are approaching episode 50, uh, and I've announced that, or I've said that I'm going to do a Q&A for episode 50, so questions and answers. You guys, the listeners, can send me your questions, and I'll answer them in episode 50 of the podcast. Uh, and so thank you very much to everyone that's been sending in questions so far. Uh, I've still got plenty of space, plenty of time for, for more questions, so please, if you're listening to this and you'd like to ask a question, it can be about language learning, it can be about English specifically, it can be about something completely unrelated to language learning if you want. Whatever you want to ask me, I will try and answer it on the podcast. But for me to do that, you have to send me the questions first. So I've left a link in the description for this podcast. So wherever you are listening to this podcast, you'll be able to click on the link, fill out the little form, just add your question, and then I will talk about it in episode 50 of the podcast. So yeah, if you've got anything that you're curious about, doesn't have to be a serious question, let me know. I'll get around to it. And so, yeah, why penguins? Well, one, because I actually love penguins, they're my favourite animal. I don't really know why, I've just always thought they're really cool and really fun. Um, and the other thing, as I said, I like listening to audiobooks, which sounds really random, but I do have a point here. So, one of the reasons I like listening to audiobooks is because I can do other stuff while I'm listening, um, but sometimes I don't always have something to do, right? Sometimes I want to listen to an audiobook, but I don't have another little thing to do. There's no little tidying up or cleaning to do or whatever. Um, and sometimes if I'm sitting in my living room and I'm just playing an audiobook and there's nothing else happening, it can feel a bit like weird, a bit empty or whatever sometimes. And so sometimes I like to just put something on the telly in the background, uh, but not something that's going to be distracting. And obviously I don't have the sound on. Uh, and so a little while back I realised there was lots of channels on YouTube that did streams from zoos and different stuff like that. So they would do live streams from different enclosures of different animals in the zoos. So I found a live stream of this cool penguin zoo somewhere in the US, I can't actually remember where, off the top of my head. Uh, and so the other day I was listening to an audiobook in Spanish, some uh, fiction story thing, uh, and I had a live stream of a penguin zoo on in the background. And suddenly I thought, hey, you know what? why not talk about penguins on the podcast? It's a very random topic, but it gives me a chance to speak about animals in general, because uh, I guess I haven't really spoken about that. And as I've mentioned many times before, this is kind of the point of the podcast. I'm talking about all kinds of different things, but I'm doing it in real British English so that you can learn some new words and phrases and improve your comprehension of how we talk about some of these things. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about a few interesting facts about penguins. So 
buckle in folks, it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. First interesting fact, and of course, as always, I use the word interesting subjectively. These were interesting to me, they might not be interesting to you, let's find out. So the first interesting fact about penguins that we have for today um, is about the way that they look. So obviously penguins are black and white mainly, usually, and they have what in English we describe as a sort of tuxedo look. So a tuxedo is like a fancy suit, right? Um, and so like they look like they've got this fancy suit on. They've got black jacket on with a white shirt. Um, interestingly, though, this isn't just sort of random colouring or something that's, you know, used to be attractive. It's in fact the opposite. Penguins have developed and evolved this col these colours and this look as a clever camouflage. It's called countershading, but it just means camouflage, right? So what's happening is that when they're swimming, the black on their back, right, the black fur or the black feathers on their back, that helps them to blend in with the darkness of the ocean. So if a predator is flying above the ocean and they look down, they can't see the penguin because the color of the penguin blends into the water. Equally, the whiteness on their belly, right, the whiteness on the front of them, that helps them to blend in with the bright surface of the ocean when you're in the water, when you're under the water and you look up. So if there's some predator that's in the water and they're looking up, they also can't see the penguin because the penguin's belly, their front, is white. And as they're looking up to the top of the ocean, because obviously the sun is coming down, that's also very bright as well. So the penguin blends in both from above and below, which I thought was quite cool and didn't really actually know that. So yeah, penguins don't look like that just because it's cool, just because they want to be fly, <laughs> uh, even though they can't fly. We'll get to that in a second. But it's actually something that they developed as camouflage, and it's actually really useful, and it stops them getting eaten, which, if you're a penguin, is pretty cool. So let's move on to the second interesting fact. Um, I mentioned that penguins can't fly. Apparently they used to be able to fly. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess that would have been millions of years ago. They also apparently used to be massive penguins that were like five feet tall, um, which might have been a bit more scary than the average penguins we have now. Um, but even though they can't fly through the air, they've actually evolved to a certain extent to fly underwater. So most birds, they have hollow bones. They have uh, air-filled bones, right? It keeps them light. So their bones aren't thick the whole way through, it's just like an outer layer. And that helps them to stay lighter so that they can fly. Uh, and penguins have actually adapted the opposite. They've adapted solid bones. And what that means is it helps them to swim because it reduces their buoyancy, right? Your, your buoyancy is your ability to float. So they um, they don't float as well naturally um, because they have heavier bones. So this allows them to swim uh, a lot easier. It's a lot less effort for them to go under the water to submerge. Um, and they're actually, they're potentially the most streamlined animals in the world. So if something is streamlined, it means that there's not a lot of stuff slowing it down. So um, for example, if you imagine you're running, if you stick your arms out to the side, you're going to slow down slightly because more wind is hitting your arms, there's more surface area, there's more space 
there's more of you to to push against the wind to push against the air right so if you run with your arms by your side you're more streamlined so when we talk about something being streamlined it basically means it can move uh, very quickly very effectively with minimal resistance uh, and so they can actually swim at speeds of over 10 miles an hour um, one type of penguin specifically because there's a lot of types one type can actually go up to 20 miles per hour which is pretty fast for an animal to be swimming uh, but most of them will sit around sort of seven miles eight miles an hour they can get around 10 miles an hour on average uh, that's not you know unheard of which is pretty cool so they can't fly through the air but they can fly through the water and they can do so very well which makes them very good at hunting uh, and also good at again not getting eaten so good job penguins uh, okay so moving on to the third interesting random fact um, penguins in fact live in many locations all around the world now I guess this isn't so shocking to many people right but often we think of penguins as being like just in the cold in the Antarctic somewhere um, you know you can find them in Antarctica in the Antarctic Islands but you can also find them uh, in the Galapagos Islands you can find them in Ecuador in South Africa in New Zealand in Chile in Peru there's all kinds of different places where you can uh, find penguins in like natural habitats uh, and so some of them actually live in warm places which uh, I guess goes contrary to some of our popular beliefs um, but yeah, it's interesting to think about penguins living all over the world in all kinds of different environments, not just in the snow huddling together. Um, and so, yeah, next interesting fact for today's episode. Uh, again, contrary to many of our ideas when we think of penguins and where they live, it's actually impossible to see a penguin and a polar bear together in the wild, right? A polar bear, as in, you know, a bear. A white, big white bear. Um, we see these things depicted on Christmas cards in little cartoons, TV shows or whatever, um, but they actually live on opposite sides of the world. Penguins live south of the equator, uh, polars live north of the equator. So yeah, you won't actually see penguins coming across polar bears all that often in the wild. Um, I don't know if maybe that's slightly different now because some have been moved around or whatever in the modern world. I don't know how all that works, but anyway, um, they live in different parts of the world. So yeah, there you go. Um, next interesting fact, this is probably something that most people have heard about, but it is actually true and I think it's really cool and it's quite cute. Many male penguins, especially of certain types of penguins, will actually gift female penguins with rocks in order to try and win their affection. Um, so they're not completely arbitrary, it's not a rock for the sake of being a rock. The ladies will usually use these rocks to build a nest. Uh, but yeah, it's like a, a courting ritual, it's a way to try and attract them. Um, rather than doing other types of showing off, they go and grab a rock and they present that rock to the female of their choosing and they try and win their affection. So yeah, that's a cute image for you. Uh, in today's episode, a little penguin with a little rock in his mouth trying to trying to get a date. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm probably way too amused by penguins if, uh, than I should be. But uh, if you're also a fan of penguins, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram, write me an email, comment on the post on the website. Uh, get in touch. What's your favorite animal? Anyway, back to today's episode. Um, the next little fact I have for you today 
uh, is that well I mentioned earlier that there there supposedly were some very big penguins uh, I can't remember how long ago but you know uh, they're extinct now a long time ago uh, that potentially were around five feet tall which is a big penguin um, so there were big penguins, very big penguins. Now we think of penguins as being kind of medium size, I would say. You know, the average penguin, when you think of it, is sort of medium size. But there is actually some very small penguins as well. The smallest species is a species that's called the little blue penguin, uh, also known as fairy penguins. Uh, and these are like 13 to 15 inches. So super, super tiny. You could just hold it in your hand, no problem. Um, I did not know that you could have penguins that small and I probably would assume if I saw one that it was just a little baby but yeah that is the smallest species so if you want another cute image for today look up the little blue penguin or fairy penguins these tiny little penguins it looks like a toy that's funny um, speaking of penguins and how they look and funny um, the first people that came across penguins, or the first people that documented themselves coming across penguins, uh, they first called them strange geese. So uh, a goose is like a like a duck with a longer neck, right? Basically, is the easiest way to explain it. Uh, and geese is like the plural of goose. So you have one geese, one goose, sorry, several geese. Anyway, the first people that came across it, um, they called them strange geese. Apparently, that is what. Antonio Pigafetti, Pigafetti, don't know how you pronounce that properly, uh, wrote in his little diary when he found them in what is thought to have been the Falkland Islands. Uh, and so, yeah, that's another quite funny image to me, someone coming across a penguin and going, what is that strange geese? What is that strange goose doing over there? Um, it's weird because goose, geese, oh, I'm getting in quite a muddle here, aren't I? Okay, just to clarify, one goose, several geese two geese, three geese, four geese, etc. Um, to me, penguins don't look anything like geese. Uh, I can't imagine seeing a penguin and thinking it was a goose, but, well, I guess this was a while ago. We know better now. Anyway, that is uh, another strange and entirely random and entirely unnecessary fact about penguins for you today, and it in no way leads us into my final little fact for today's water. Uh, today's water. Sorry, that is because I'm reading my notes as I'm uh, talking to you guys. The final interesting fact for today's episode. It has to do with water, which is why I said the final water. The final fact for today is that penguins can actually drink seawater. Um, not common for a lot of birds, but they have this weird little gland, this weird little thing located above their eye, basically, um, and that removes the salt from their blood, so they can drink the seawater, they have this little gland, and that removes the salt from their bloodstream, uh, and then the sodium, which is, you know, the part of the salt which they don't want in their blood, uh, the excess salt, essentially, that comes out through sneezing, so penguins can drink seawater and then sneeze out the excess salt. So, yeah, there is your final entirely random and completely unnecessary fact about penguins for today's episode. So, yeah, obviously a very random topic for today, guys. I hope 
some of you at least have found it interesting or uh, useful in some kind of way. Like I say, I included it just because they're my favourite animal and um, yeah, that was about all the reasoning I had. But of course, you are always allowed to ask for specific things to be talked about on the podcast. So if you would like me to speak about a different topic, a different animal or indeed a different thing altogether, uh, send me a message. Let me know. You can get in contact with me on Instagram at Unlocking British English, uh, or you can also just click on the link in the description box where you're listening to this episode. Uh, you can email me, unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com, uh, and you can get in contact through the website as well, unlockingbritishenglish.com. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and remember to send in your questions for episode 50 as well, link in the description. Thank you guys for listening, hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode.